легко С нами победы главнее всего ВДВ с неба привет Ультрамариновый на берет Тельник с волной и море погон С неба навеки десант обручен ВДВ сколько побед Из парашютов белый букет Радугой мирный порядок купола Слава десанту, честь и хвала Честь и хвала Media.com. And uh, 
She says, Is it just Hello? cat videos? <laughs> I, you know, I've not been to whiskermedia.com. I've actually okay. not gone any farther than just this email. And I've been giddy. I mean, positively giddy. So, hello. <laughs> I represent Carrie Gans, who is a well-known, uh, who's well-known as a human nutrition expert and co-founder of a new plant-based pet company called Pet Terra Kitchen. She would make an amazing guest on your podcast. I could not agree more. <laughs> this new innovative business is Carrie's first foray into the pet space. Um, I'm guessing she doesn't know much about how pets operate, but um, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Pet Terra makes 100% plant-based baking mixes for dogs and cats, um, and is a wonderful option for pet uh, lovers who don't want processed food for their furry family members. It's all natural and healthy. Uh, best of all, Carrie and her partner's mission is to support sustainability, a healthy planet, and give back to organizations that help animals. Has she um, ever listened to the show? I don't think so. Um, okay. Carrie also happens to be a human registered uh, dietitian nutritionist. Wait, wait. Yep. Question. Go ahead. Yes. Why, why does she have to say human in front of everything she is? Like, I don't refer to myself as. I'm a human bureaucrat that works for a human school district. Well, I mean, you know, this is Just uh, curious. this is how we communicate nowadays. I am a woman in a blue shirt. <laughs> she, her, she, got her. It. Okay, you know, it's 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 how we we communicate nowadays. But you just got to clarify to start yeah. out with. Uh, got yeah, it. With, even if nobody is asking for it, just got it. Okay, clarify that bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Carrie also happens to be a human uh, registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified yoga teacher, uh, author of the Small Change Diet, a Shape Magazine, and Forbes uh, Magazine advisory board member. And a blogger for U.S. News and World Report. The Carrie Report, her own bi-monthly podcast and newsletter, helps to convey her no-nonsense and fun approach to a healthy uh, living a healthy lifestyle. Okay. Carrie is a sought-after nutrition expert and has conducted thousands of interviews worldwide. I guarantee you none will be like this one. Um, her expertise has been featured in media outlets such as Glamour, Shape, Self, Women's Health, The Dr. Oz Show, ABC oh. News, uh, PIX11, Morning Show, uh, Good Morning America, and Fox Business. Um, she lives, this is the best part here. She lives in New York City with her husband, Bart, and four legged son, Cooper. Oh, four legged son. Mm hmm. Um, Am I allowed to ask if her son is human? Well, the, the human part didn't. <laughs> like she didn't clarify it on that one. No, she didn't. I mean, is this is this a freak of a human or is this a dog? Or, so or another, a another question. When she says she's a human dietitian or uh -huh. whatever, does that mean she's a human providing dietitian advice to other people? Or is she, or is she like a human dietitian? Like she provides dietitian um, stuff to humans, or is she a human providing dietitian stuff to everybody? See, I've got all these questions and more. Okay. Um, like, 
100% plant-based uh, baking mixes for dogs and cats. Uh, so, like, is this what your your dogs and cats? Does this like supplement their their natural meat-based diet, <laughs> or yeah. is yeah. Um, yeah is is she one of the vegan cat ladies? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, they're so vegan they have to turn their cats vegan. Who like cats are actually more carnivorous than dogs. Yes, uh, dogs are are kind of omnivorous. They mostly meat, but they'll they'll eat some plants. Um, cats not so much. They're they're just uh, straight up killing assholes. And um, yeah, they they eat primarily meat. Um, can you imagine being the dude that domesticated cats? Like, yeah, that, that yeah, I want that thing in my house. No, no, see, no, nobody domesticated a cat. A cat domesticated itself. <laughs> they just came in. <laughs> yeah, the cats domesticated themselves. The dogs, the dogs this were domesticated. Um, That's yeah, the mine. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just like, oh, oh, that's a nice rock you there you have there. Be a shame if I just knocked it over. Just fuck you. I'll <laughs> shit wherever I want. Yeah, fuck you. Make Clean it, it up sandy. For me. <laughs> oh, cats are such assholes. Cats are assholes. Um how was your week away? Uh, we it seems like every time you take a week off, like we get just a flood of awesome content for the the pod, the podcast. Like the pod, the podcast, the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. I mean, it's it's going to be turning into the podcast here in a minute, minute I'm sure. But uh, it was I, good. Vern turned six. Oh, we went nice. to the uh, Great American Wolf Lodge. Have you heard of this place? Mm, I've heard of it. I've never been there. So the goal next year is I want to have my birthday there, and you should come out. Okay. To like for a weekend. It is basically this giant water park connected to a hotel. Oh. And okay. one of the the slides because my my niece, she's twelve, and of course uh-huh. you know. Uncle Wiener's always, you know, oh, I'm big, tough guy, big swing of dick here. She's like, oh, why don't you go on that slide? It's a 150-foot slide. Um, awesome. Basically, you go into a tube. They shut the tube, and you try to, like, lay as best you can, and then the floor drops out. Mm-hmm. And then you just, like, fucking flail. And you can't breathe for about 10 seconds because there's so much water going up your butthole and nose. Oh yeah, but it it was intense. It was good though. Good, that that's yes. awesome. I hate these fucking prove you're not a robot little jigsaw puzzles that they make you do to, to verify. <laughs> you know, like when you're trying to log into somewhere and it's like oh, select yeah. all the motorcycles. And I thought I, you were referring to um, all the videos I see of these celebrities just kind of like twitching out for a couple seconds. <laughs> Oh, I we'll, we'll have to pull up the the Katy Perry. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, you've got a uh, like. There's been a lot of yeah, you know, like celebrities have been kind of on the back burner uh, for the the past couple of years because it's just it's been Trump and then like the the people who want to be celebrities in in DC. That's been like all the news. But now, mm-hmm. like Kanye's been uh, just just doing the damn thing, and uh, he's been doing something. Oh man, um, 
Yeah, he he got a he got canceled from a, a company that was started in Nazi Germany, or well, I guess technically <laughs> no, Weimar, Nazi, Weimar Nazi. Germany, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, do the do the womp womp womp. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah he he got uh he got his um what it was uh adidas uh canceled their their deal with him and um well you know i mean it's uh i mean that yeah adidas who who was started by uh Adolf Dossler in uh, in Weimar Germany. Um, him and his brother were uh, later like Nazi Party members, but in their defense, uh, so was everybody. everybody. Like if you <laughs> weren't, that means you were a Jew or a homo or a gypsy or um, a tard. And then you were in a camp. Uh, everybody else was a Nazi party member. Um, so uh, do not try uh, to shapeshift me, gypsy woman. Yeah. And then they, they sold um, later on. They actually, I, I, I did a whole deal because I saw a bunch of people like uh, bringing this up and, and like trying to throw it in, in uh, the face of Adidas that, you know, like, Oh, you're a Nazi company. I'm like, well, <laughs> I mean, were, were just, just because but, you, you were born in a country. doesn't make you that now. Yeah. And, and also like the, the Nazis were really kind of weird on the, on the racial issue because I mean, they, they obviously, they hated the Jews. Like that was, that was very clear, but, um, these, like the Adidas founders, uh, like had Jesse Owens carry a, a pair of their shoes onto the, like the metal stand at the 1932 Berlin Olympics. So <clears throat> they, they were also capitalists at heart too. I mean, you, whenever we start talking about kind of the Nazi rules against Jews in the uh, 1940s and 1930s, can you imagine what the conversation was when they came up with that whole booklet of what made you Jewish and what didn't make you Jewish? Like well, apparently it, like Himmler wanted like no Jewish blood, mm-hmm. but then the other Nazis were like, how about just a tad? Just yeah. A tad? A tad, like, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of like the woke playbook nowadays. Like, uh, how how woke do we have to be? And they're like, some people like all the way woke. Like if you're white, you should kill yourself. And, uh, or do that or, uh, turn trans. And that like makes you that, like that makes up for the whiteness. I think speaking of, and when you can pull this up later, did you see the clip of the Starbucks barista, the trans Starbucks barista millennial, just seriously upset that the work week is in 24 hours. <laughs> um, and, and crying about how um, they, they do uh, unionize and he admitted on camera that he was high at work and back. But uh, well, life, life is tough. I've, I've got it. I've got it right here. I mean, every time I see these videos, all I can think of is like Matt 
working hard 24 seven doesn't get a day off. And yes, like my life is super easy. Eight hour bureaucratic work. But (laughs) having said all that, I would kill for fucking a 24 hour work week. Kill. All right. Here, here we got this, this turd. I'm scared. I get scheduled. People Hold on, I gotta restart my I gotta restart my soundboard. Man. I thought I thought you got new technology. Uh, I do. Are we not we're we're are we in the trust tree? I, I thought we were in the trust tree, are we not? I, I I thought we were. I could have been deceived. Um, you know, I'm starting to feel very millennialish here. And uh, all right, how about now? I'm literally about to quit. Like I I don't know if I'm gonna do it, but like I Can really want now? to. I almost walked out today, and I'm crying in the back room right now, and I almost cut on the floor. It's just <laughs> <laughs> I, like I get I'm like a full time student. I get scheduled for 25 hours a week, and then on weekends they schedule me the entire day, open to close. That one is scheduled for eight and a half hours. Oh, it's Saturday and Sunday, and like three and a half hours into my shift. There's so many customers, and we have four people on the floor all day. <laughs> Only five people were put on the schedule, and somebody had to call out. And there are four people running the whole store, and there's so many customers, and there's possibly scheduled five people. Would you say <laughs> there was a plethora of people customers? In this store. <laughs> and plethora. So <laughs> We don't have fair scheduling Holy and don't shit, care dude. about us. Our manager was supposed to come in this weekend and he took himself off the schedule so he wouldn't be able to be held accountable for calling out. He just literally tore down the schedule that he was scheduled on and put up a new schedule where he wasn't on the schedule. Also, he couldn't have even seen that he was scheduled in the first place because he didn't want to be held accountable for not wanting to come in. Welcome to the real world, honey. We don't want to help us. <laughs> we need a union because this can't happen. This can't happen. We need fair scheduling. We need managers to hold themselves accountable for helping their workers. They refuse to turn mobile orders off. We need the liberty to be able to do that because there's so many mobile orders and I need to get through all of them. And then people are yelling at me because they don't have their orders ready. And they don't know what to do. <laughs> and the customer was gendering me. I have a full mustache and beard. <laughs> um, what the fuck? Uh, is, uh, I don't get accommodations for being that's neurodivergent. I don't. Neurodivergent? What's that mean? Like I can't. Like I, people get out of me for too much sick time. I don't even know what to do anymore. I'm like at my wits end with this job. I really am. Huh. <laughs> Huh. Huh. Um, yeah. Um, first point, no, that's not a full beard. No, no. Mm-hmm. I um, don't consider what I have to be a full beard because I've got very much of a Mexican Joe dirt going on. Like my, yes, it doesn't connect very well. You have a full beard when you grow it out. Yes, you have a, uh, you have what we call a Pancho Villa beard. Yeah. Um, this guy is like what I had in sixth grade, maybe. This guy's what I had kind of like when I came out of the womb. Yeah. I mean, 
It's it's kind of like Brad until his his nuts <laughs> dropped. <laughs> And even that, Brad's Brad's beard is the best because it is like a young dude's beard, except now it's just long and scraggly. I know it's, it's beautiful. Uh, he he looks more homeless every time I see him. <laughs> <laughs> looks more homeless. Um, yeah. So speak, speaking of looking homeless, um, okay. How did you like my? play-by-play of the Fetterman debate. Oh my god, you fucking idiot. (laughs) You know what? I was like, I had that point where I was like, man, am I just jumping on this guy because he has a disability? No. Like, go back and watch this dude debate beforehand. Not Mm -hmm. good. But now... He couldn't put it. He could barely put a sentence together, and now he cannot put a sentence together. Like he, we were talking about this, um, like the day after or something, and he made he makes Joe Biden sound like uh, <laughs> two thousand. Was it like two thousand four, two thousand six? Um, I guess it had been like 2004 Democratic National Convention, Obama given With like pillars. Yeah. Well, and like there's no, there's re- no red America. There's no blue America. There's just the United States of America, you know, which God bless. he, he didn't actually say anything, but he sounded good when he said it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that John Fetterman made Joe Biden sound like that. He made George Bush sound like Winston Churchill. <laughs> Um, yeah, he, uh, yeah, I mean, well, uh, let me bring this up. So that night I called Matt because I had watched the recap and the whole debate like in full. And I was explaining to my wife, like what was going on and all that. And I just wanted, I just wanted her to see like the highlights of him just not being able to complete a sentence. I went online. Every single news story had like the one or two times he was coherent and then Mm. nothing at all. So unless you saw the debate, you have no clue how bad it actually was. I I saw him on CNN today. Could uh, I didn't even know what point he was trying to make. Oh, he's uh, he's a train wreck. But um, yeah, it was very. This is one of the like the more severe cases of gaslighting I've ever seen in my life, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, this is a New York Times article. Um, how people with disabilities saw Fetterman's debate performance. One okay. in four Americans has a disability, but disabled politicians are rarely on the national debate stage. That made John Fetterman's appearance a powerful moment, but public reactions were painful. Hmm. I like how they act like there's nothing to see. There's nothing wrong here. Mm-hmm. I know that's the, the part that gets me. And so Maggie Astor, um, for many Americans with disabilities who watched the Senate debate in Pennsylvania on Tuesday, uh, Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman's performance against Dr. Mehmet Oz was both a sign of how far they had come in political representation and a painful of uh, painful reminder of how far they have left to go. 
Um, on one hand, Mr. Federman, the Democratic nominee, was in the nationally watched debate months after a stroke left him with an auditory processing disorder. <coughs> Speaking openly about his disability, a remarkable moment for people who have felt pressure to hide their own and who rarely see people like themselves in politics. On the other hand, much of the coverage of the debate focused on Mr. Fetterman's verbal stumbles. <clears throat> to see how quick people were to say he shouldn't have been on the stage that stage tonight, I don't think he can do this. It's just uh, it's yet another reminder of how the world views disabled people, said Maria Town, the president of the American Association of People with Disabilities. <clears throat> it really does show how me show me how much we use speech to perceive competence and confidence, and we really shouldn't. We we really should. I mean, you know, it's just a job where um, it's really important for you to express your views in in clear and concise language, and being able to um, persuade other people to think. Oh, you think but, you know, that, see, that's that, all that's entailed. That that's not the important thing, Aaron. Yeah. Okay. That is no, no. Um, the debate was powerful, and the punditry painful. Miss Town, who has cerebral palsy and recalled falling on stage in front of elected officials, and her boss. She said she could imagine the anxiety Mr. Fetterman might have felt about his disability being on public display. <laughs> so you agree yeah. with that, Matt? Yeah, I'm sure the anxiety was was uh, palpable. Palpable is a good word for it. I felt the anxiety for him watching him try to put two words together. Um, he started with "hello, hello, good everyone. night, uh, good night, everyone, good night, everybody." <clears throat> okay. Yeah, it was an icebreaker, Matt. Icebreaker. Um, not a great start, but like that's that's a forgivable one. And then um Yeah, it was just bad. I mean I I watched the whole thing live, commented, paused <laughs> it. I guess it wasn't live, it was a uh, it was a couple hours later. But I, I, I came into it fresh. Hadn't <laughs> hadn't watched any coverage of it at all. Only thing I did was search up the feed, put it on, and just hit play and responded to it in in real time. And it was not good. It was, <laughs> it was not good. It, it was um, not like and, I, and uh, okay. Like I understand. I get it. Special education kids get a bad rap. They yeah. don't get the services they need. Yep. Having said that, Fetterman was an asshole before this happened. He right. couldn't he couldn't do this on stage before this happened. And yes. now it's just exasperated mm-hmm. by his condition. And yes. I'm sorry if I feel like my representative needs to be able to speak eloquently. Yes. That was part of the reason why I also didn't like Trump was there's ways about saying things without being brutal. Like right. be be leaderly, we'll say. Yes. yes. So yes. Um yeah, that and also like the disabilities are okay. 
Um, what kind of disabilities are we talking about? Because we don't want a vegetable in one of the high <laughs> places of power. I mean, we we kind of have one right now. But honestly, yep. if you ask, I, I bet 99 out of 100 people that you meet and you ask that that are of voting age, would you say, uh, would you rather we have somebody besides Joe Biden in office? And I bet mm-hmm. you they would say yes. Like, you don't have to say, would you rather we have Trump? But you would you rather have somebody besides Joe Biden as president? I bet you a bunch of them would say, yeah, like an mm-hmm. overwhelming percentage of them, like national polls would tell you that. But I no, bet don't, you, don't believe the polls. They're, no. they're not accurate. No. Well, that's a whole different story. But um, but even when even the lefty polls are showing you that uh, Biden's approval ratings underwater and they they kind of pad the stats. They, they've been known to do that. Um, that means he must be really underwater. Um, like all the all the poll averages uh, were off like four to five points uh, in the 2016 and 2020 elections. So when they're telling you that John Fetterman's up six points on uh, Dr. Oz, I, I'm calling bullshit. When, uh, well, and on top of all that, too, with Biden, he's campaigning in like the safest blue districts. And they're mm-hmm. sending out Obama to... Uh, to rally the troops in the uh, close ones, like hey, he's he's going it. to Florida to to campaign against DeSantis, so that's that's neat. <laughs> maybe 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 Barry can run for a third term. Let's change that constitution. Well, you know if uh, if they if they had the numbers, you know they would do it. Now, question, mm-hmm. and I should probably know this. If a president completes two terms, can he run for vice president with somebody? I don't know. That's that's like that's the only way. If it is, that they should drop Kamala Harris and just have have uh, Obama as his VP as his then, running mate. Yeah, then it's a told like Dick Cheney. You know, mm-hmm. like oh, I'm yeah. gonna troll by the, behind the scenes. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Don't don't pick Hillary Clinton as your as your beat because, uh, well, you might you might definitely not end up dead. (laughs) I was going to say she's she's like uh, all those cartoon episodes where the Grim Reaper happens and then like just touches people and they drop dead. Oh, this was uh, a good one. Somebody hacked the New York Post's Twitter account. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What um, did New York Post have to say that day? Um, they were some good ones. Uh, <laughs> some some real bangers. So uh, they're Rufo. I don't know who Rufo is. Said we must destroy and imprison, imprison union teachers. um zeldin who's running for governor there in new york uh eric adams is new york city's fried chicken eating monkey oh (laughs) uh governor abbott i will order border patrol to start slaughtering illegals (laughs) (laughs) 
This one's the best one yet. Zeldin, the guy in New York, I will rape and batter Hokel's sorry ass pussy. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, hard. Um Let's see. Uh, I don't get this one at all, but Frank, I guess it's, is it Barney Frank? I don't know. I will beat up sorry ass Bergen bitches like Gottenheimer and his family. I, it, if, I, if I knew the reference, I bet it would be hilarious. That, yeah, I don't know that one. Uh, Divine, we must murder Joe and Hunter Biden. Um, we must assassinate AOC for America. Um, so speaking of hackers, um, remember like at the start of the, what, what do we even call this war? The Kiev war. The Kiev, the battle for Kiev, except yes. there really hasn't been a battle for Kiev. It's just been. Um, the shit out of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like, I thought anonymous was going to go all crazy on the Russians. I haven't heard or seen anything. No, I, I don't know. Apparently there's been like a whole bunch of cyber attacks back and forth, but I, I don't know. And once again, like with all the propaganda coming out of both sides, like it is almost impossible to, uh, to figure out what the fuck's going on over there. Uh, I have no clue. The, the Russians, uh, are now accusing the Brits of blowing up the, <laughs> the Nord Stream, which once again, I wouldn't put it past them. There's some shisty shit going all the way around. Did you, and, did you like? Oh, go ahead. But also, um, turns out the Ukrainians are using some of our military um, assets that we gave them, and uh, and you know intelligence uh, from us that to. Um, you know, like blow up a bridge in Crimea, which is a huge escalation. <laughs> and, um, and then also to, uh, assassinate a, uh, you know, Russian public figure as well, which is once again, huge escalation and, um, uh, not, not great. Just, just not real great. Did you uh, see the, um, the Russians, <laughs> the, there was like reports that the Russians were going to do a dirty bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Russians come out like a day or two later, like, actually, we have intelligence that says Ukraine's about to blow up a dirty bomb. <laughs> and it's probably going to end up being the Brits or somebody that does some stupid shit like that. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's just like, no, you're the one that's going to do it. Is is the reason is, is the reason why, like, we all see the CIA is kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. But but I feel like MI6 is just as spooky, except it's not as intimidating because they have like a British accent. Yeah, like I, don't, that, I don't think I could ever be intimidated by somebody with a British accent. I'd be laughing too hard. Well, that or they just talk down to you and then then you get pissed and you're like, fuck <laughs> those guys. They and use the word when, yank a lot. Oh, and that's when it was like, oh, yeah, we yanked you right the fuck out of our country back in 76. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite all-time quotes is in fucking uh quiggly down under when mm-hmm. he's talking to the british general or whatever and the general's like in our country we usually ship off the misfits you know blah 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 he's like well you know what we do with our misfits we kick them out send them back <laughs> to england <laughs> 
Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck off, England. Yeah. <laughs> it still amazes me that we're that good of friends with them. Like, like we buddied right back up to him pretty quick. <laughs> like, you know, and, and they accepted. I know. Well, it was, I mean, it was a mutually beneficial arrangement, but still as a point of pride, I just want to be like, you know, fuck those guys. We drilled them in the ass and then became friends with them. And then became more powerful than them. (laughs) Is that like, that's the GS move ever. Yeah. Except now we're like following in their footsteps of like declining as an empire because we overspent and overfought and did, did, did empire wrong. Like if, if, I will give the Brits this. Like when it comes to Empire, they were one of the best at it. They took over the entire world, and um, yeah. But did the uh, who did it the best? Did the Romans do it the best? For a while, Maybe. but I don't know. I mean, the Brits did it all right. I mean, they were brutal in their own way. They, I mean, ask all. Anyone in India or Africa, <laughs> colonialism <laughs> kind of sucked. If unless you were the the conqui- uh, the conquerors, you know, conquistadors mm-hmm. thought that what they were doing was pretty pretty badass. The the natives, not so much. Um. Anyway, this is uh the story of the week. However, is uh old Nance, <laughs> old Nance's <laughs> man. Nance has got to be just really pissed off, just really peeved at old Paul. Can I just say first off, why is this getting more coverage from the non-Fox news stations than an assassination? It wasn't attempted, but the guy was plotting on a Supreme Court justice. How is that? how How is that possible? Well, that and also, how about the guy that actually jumped on stage and literally tried to assassinate the guy that's running for governor in New York right now? Didn't he have a shoot in front of his fucking house, too? Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. But and also because of their like so-called bail reform laws, which don't get me wrong, I'm kind of in favor of bail reform. Mm -hmm. Um, But also this guy, like he had... It was, essentially it was like a, I think it was like brass knuckles slash knife type deal like I, I don't know exactly how, how but it was something and like took a swing at this dude on stage and he was out within like 12 hours I've seen those you can fuck somebody up with that yeah and um, yeah that got almost no coverage uh, turns out he was a crazy leftist um, but this one, <coughs> I'll tell you after, after we, we kind of go over this, but well, I guess we'll preface it. Why I think this is getting so much coverage as opposed to other things is, um, well, Nance has been not viewed very well here lately. Um, in, in the media, she's, she's mostly been known for that that deal over in Taiwan, which really made no sense. And then, uh, all of her, uh, spectacular stock trading, uh, adventures. Um, and so she hasn't, she hasn't come off very good. So she kind of needed to win in her column, but also, um, <coughs> you guys remember, I say, uh, vanity fair as weird as it sounds, does some fairly, very good 
reporting from time to time. That's your dark horse read, isn't it? mm -hmm, It really is. And, uh, well, they, and I still haven't got through all of the, (laughs) of the article, but it's one of those like long, like, like old style magazine expose. So like six, eight pages in a magazine, maybe more, you know, pretty long article. And, and it's, it's a, a big expose into the origins of the COVID-19 virus, which, um, although it's very good reporting, it's about coming up on three years too late. Um, it's something that we, well, I guess not too long ago, you were considered a conspiracy theorist. If you mentioned the, mm-hmm. and now they're just like, Oh, we, they had some expert who is like, uh, like well-versed in uh, like Chinese communist party, like party speak. So like they have their own type of dialect on the way they phrase things. Kind of like how, how mobsters would, would speak kind of how Trump speaks as well. You know, forget um, about it. Well, so in like, uh, you know, I may or may not have done the thing over there that you may or not, have, you know, shit like that. No, no nouns involved. <laughs> um, but anyhow, like there's what they were getting at is like, there's a whole bunch of, uh, after examining the documents that provided it to us from the CCP, um, even with all their redactions and whatnot, it, uh, like there's little hidden clues about how like, Oh, they knew about this leak and, um, yeah. And they were kind of freaked out by it. And uh, they also, it was like a big, obviously a big cover up and they still beat us to a vaccine despite all of operation warp speed and whatnot, because, Oh, they probably already been doing research on said virus beforehand. So, you know what? I have a, a theory about that too. So, man, on a sad note, so my dad's not going to be able to go to fantasy camp with me because he's still sick from COVID. Mm. Um, and we got COVID, I don't know, about a month ago, month and a half ago. And I first thought maybe like I'm just out of shape and old, but like fog brain and being tired all the goddamn time is a real thing. And you know how they're doing a zero COVID policy in China right now? Yeah. Maybe they have like some, some studies saying like COVID is bad. Like don't get it over and over again because you can become a complete moron. It might be um, I'm like, I, I'm like I went total libertarian conspiracy theory today. And it was like, fuck, man, that maybe that's why they don't want to eat COVID there. <laughs> it might be. But also, I think I don't know that the the Asians have always been, of course, SARS hit them really hard. Like from what I understand, like SARS was a much more nasty virus than uh than COVID, but it also ran through people quicker. So they died and they didn't have a chance to spread it like, like COVID anyways. But I remember, like I've mentioned it many times, but, uh, Ron Paul was saying on his show back in March of 2020, talking about coronavirus vaccines and how they're, they're not effective typically because you're always playing catch up because they wrote, they mutate so fast. And also, uh, with the SARS vaccine, it ended up being more deadly than SARS itself as the, as the SARS, uh, vaccine mutated. And, uh, 
<clears throat> and I don't know. And so now, like, also, you were called a conspiracy theorist, theorist back in the day when you said, hey, this seems like real quick for a vaccine to come out. I don't know if there's any long-term effects. And they're like, oh, there's no long-term effects. We know that. We're like, ah, ah, I don't think you do. Because it hasn't been out for a long term. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure you don't. Pretty sure you don't. And hmm. um, and now they're like, mm, this new booster is not maybe all that effective. And um, hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't know. It seems like maybe we're sold a false bill of goods. And um, I, yeah, I was going to tell since we first started on the uh, Mr. Pelosi news. Mm. So I was watching a news show, mm. not necessarily news, but you know, one of the, uh, one of the, uh, cable news networks that's kind of, it starts at like six or seven and there's some news sprinkled in with like, just I'm propaganda for the party. Uh huh. We'll say, um, and apparently, what was it on the Republican side or the Democrat side? It, it was it was Fox. It was okay. definitely Fox. Okay, it was uh, Jesse Waters who annoys the fuck out of me. Ah, uh, yeah, he used to be good when he just had a segment. You know, <laughs> he's yeah. good in segments, but like a whole show. I, I tried to watch it one time, and I was like, yeah, I. Yeah, I couldn't get into it. He's one of those. He's like one of those frat dudes. Like when we walked into a party and you looked across the room and like, I don't like that guy. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. it's that guy. So, anyways, he was going on apparently. And <laughs> here's the man. You were turning me into conspiracy theory. Like, uh, I'm in. <laughs> so, so apparently, um. With this whole Pelosi stuff, apparently there was no forced entry, and apparently there's an audio, but they're not releasing the dash cam stuff or the nine one one call. Apparently, yeah. Paul Pelosi somewhere said, "Oh no, don't worry, he's a friend." Yeah, uh, so I've got a, uh, I got a police recording. We'll we'll pull that up. But um, all right. So this, I like going to the Daily Mail for for the. They're like the the New York Post of England. Yeah. Um they have some top notch uh front page headlines. Yeah. So uh pictured hemp jewelry maker forty two at nudist wedding who broke into eighty two year old Paul Pelosi's six million dollar San Fran home in his underwear fractured his skull with a hammer after shouting Where's Nancy and had a hit list of other politicians. I mean, it's a little bit of a mouthful, but God, the Brits do it right on uh, on salacious headlines. Yeah, um, the guy is. Uh, did you see his photo in the uh, San Francisco Chronicle? He this was. Yes. Yeah, so oh, he's he's fun. <laughs> he he looks like um, what's his name from Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but if he really <laughs> let himself go even more, like again. I see that guy across the room at a party. I'm like, I don't like that guy. Yeah. Well, here, here he is seen at a naked wedding uh, on the steps of steps of city hall in December, 2013. You know what? Um, like I've, I've seen a lot of nudist weddings and they're always wearing some piece of clothing. Like, what do you think they would go with paint? Mm. Or is that just me? Why even bother with clothing? I mean, if you're like, if you're a true nudist, and she's 
Go full nude? Yeah, pink. I don't get it, man. Uh, oh, he kind of looks like TJ Miller, the guy from... Um, <laughs> yeah. Yes. From, uh, um, from uh, Silicon Deadpool. Valley. Deadpool, yeah. Silicon Valley. Um, what was that movie? Man. God damn. That, that's how long it's been since there's been a good comedy movie because that guy used She's to be out in of your all league. of them. She's out yes. of your league. Yes. Look at old Nance. Look at those cannons. Oh, I also got one a spam email that I might actually um I might take them up on it, but they they uh they make like bronze busts for you. <laughs> I wonder if they can make a picture of uh, of old Nance with her cans out walking down the beach. You know that the, the famous photo. Yes, I wonder, yes. I wonder if they can turn that into a brass sculpture. I, and I, I, would think- I could. I'll put it right here. I would think that um, they would have to uh, have the actual boobs to make the casting. That's just me. But, what if I give them artistic license to to do their best job on old Nance, Nancy's giant titties? Well, it, that'd be a test if uh, they're actually professionals. Hmm. You know, to take take a look at a pair of boobs riding inside a shirt. Yeah. And then make it like they, they if they pulled off, you know, good for that. Right. We, we got to read some of this, uh, this article and then we'll, I'll get to the, <laughs> I'll get to the, the police call too. So Wait, um, did you find the police call? Yeah, actually, let me just, let me find that. I'll pull it up. Uh, I thought they weren't releasing it. It's not the nine one one call, but it's like from this police radio. Yeah. I think, yeah, here it is. Broadway, Cross of Scott, and A Priority 910, 2640 Broadway, Cross of Scott, and Normandy. A 14 hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Twelve hour back and copy. Units code 3 to 2640 Broadway for 14 hour. Everyone call the license division units on scene 2640 Broadway. Special call, special call medic 66, location 2640 Broadway. Day priority 9. Huh. So. He's a friend, huh? Friend. He doesn't know him, but his name is David and he's a friend. Um. The man who attacked Nancy Pelosi's husband, Paul, with a hammer early Friday morning is a former nudist from British Columbia who has struggled with drugs and posted crazy COVID conspiracy theories, anti-Semitic rants, racist slurs, and unhinged screeds, unhinged screeds on religion online. And also, too, the fucking Republicans just cannot cannot um, not take up an opportunity. Um, They're using this guy for, like, immigration issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yep. was, I was like, wow, I, it must be campaign season. Yep, must be. I mean, it's just like the golden goose dropped in both of their laps because <laughs> this guy covers it all, uh, it seems like. So, 
The post, the police said they arrested the hemp jewelry, hemp jewelry maker, David DePappy, uh, 42, after he broke into Pelosi's $6 million San Francisco home at um, 220. By the way, they were mm-hmm. talking about security around this place. How the fuck does this fucking, this lump of crap right. get past security here? At 227 in the morning. This is the husband of the third person in line for the presidency of the United States. This is her residence. Yes, this is her personal residence. Um, He he broke into her home at 2.27 a.m. in his underwear and beat 82-year-old Paul Pelosi with a hammer while shouting, Where's Nancy? Uh, Cops say... Were at the property in the exclusive Pacific Heights neighborhood when they saw the suspect grapple with Pelosi, take the hammer, then hit him with it, causing severe head and arm injuries. Um, head, arm, and hand injuries. Uh, when they arrested the Pappy, they found a manifesto that contained anti government COVID beliefs and a list of other politicians he planned to target. KTVU reported. Pelosi was taken into surgery to repair a skull fracture after the attack, but is expected to make a full recovery. Uh, he's supposed to be charged with multiple fel- felonies, including attempted homicide and also elder abuse, which seems a little bit of a weird one. Like elder abuse is isn't that typically when you like know the person or like taking advantage of them. Yeah. Yeah. Like Like, the uh, Happy Gilmore, uh, Ben Stiller type situation. Right. Where in this case, like a simple assault and battery would probably do or attempted murder. You know, that seems like a pretty appropriate charge. But elder abuse seems... I mean, I like I know the cops will throw a lot of charges at you because they know they're not all going to stick. But if they... Like, they'll throw a bunch at you. That one seems like really grasping for straws. Was he yelling, take this, you dirty old man? Like, okay, then. All right. Well, see, and then along those lines, what was happening when he said, take this, you dirty old man? Because on the right wing <laughs> conspiracy side of things, the, the, the thoughts is uh, Paul Pelosi's a gay boy. And uh, he's, uh, he's having a bunch of fun when old Nance is taking her tits out of town and going back to the swamp. And, uh, uh, you, you and this was a, a gay prostitute that uh, he lured back there uh, with the promise of some drugs and then uh, didn't have the drugs. And this dude uh, went the fuck off. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I was going to think he, maybe like Paul Pelosi was uh, buying one of his products. Um, maybe that too. Maybe that's what, that's how he got him back. He's like, I'd like to see your entire collection. Come back to my house. And, um, yeah, so that's the, <clears throat> so depending on, on which side of, uh, the, the propaganda mouthpiece you listen to, right. uh, this guy is either a QAnon, uh, like radical Donald Trump supporter, or this guy is Pelosi's gay lover. And, uh, and this was like just a, a bad sex exchange gone wrong. But more likely is this is a crazy fucking dude. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, like, like he, I, re, I love, I love uh, hearing about Hinkley. 
Yeah. Like they're trying to like, it is confirmed. He's just fucking crazy. But I'm sure back in the eighties, the same conversation came up. Right. Like, we need to come together. Blah, 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 blah. See, and this is where the, like the whole world needs, needs guys like me and you where we're like, ah, no, no, you <laughs> fuckers don't get to claim this as, as propaganda against the other side. This, this dude's clearly just crazy. Um, but also it raises still raises far more questions like why are they not releasing body camera footage why are they not releasing the 911 call why was this guy able to get into the speaker of the house's private residence at 2 30 in the morning in his underwear and and have a apparently some sort of uh, conversation with Paul Pelosi asking about Nancy before the <laughs> cops were ever called. Um, also, too, on top of that, do you think a man with um, this type of demeanor, I, I assume this type of demeanor, is is going to be quiet enough to sneak up on the property? Um, no. No. Um, this dude just looks sweaty. Like he he looks like he's sweaty all the time. Like this picture here, look at that. That 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 is a hefty midsection there. You know, like he, there there there's some girth there. He looks like he really enjoys cheese. You know, you don't get that type of figure without suffering the consequences of uh sweating profusely, you know. Like just looking the, at it makes me want to sweat. Um I guarantee you, if he has to walk more than, you know, 30, 40 yards, he's probably out of breath. (laughs) So, yeah, stealth is probably not in his game, but it also said that he is a known kind of drug addict. So... If he, was on, if he was on the meth, maybe he is slimmed down. We don't know. We have we haven't seen any any mug shots, have we? Why is it always when a Pelosi's involved with jail, we never see the the mug shot until like four weeks <laughs> later? Um, how long do you think it is till he Epstein's himself? <laughs> how long do you think until Nancy Pelosi makes him Epstein himself? That's that's what I'm getting at. Like, do, <laughs> do, does does he get put on suicide watch and then the guards just all of a sudden fall asleep and the cameras malfunction right when they happen to fall asleep and this dude hangs himself? Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, wait, wait! <laughs> where is Nancy Pelosi and where is Hillary Clinton? Maybe she's maybe she's off um, getting some consultation from Hillary. Maybe this guy was trying to warn Paul Pelosi. He's like, dude, I've got the information about Hillary Clinton and the ties to Jeffrey Epstein. And you're the only guy I can trust. Dude, your your wife's about to just clip you. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Paul Pelosi is the innocent guy in all of this. We <laughs> will never know. We'll, we'll never, never know. know. We will never know. Um, it's kind of like the the Kennedy assassination. We'll never know. They're never gonna. They're never gonna uh, release that that shit. Never gonna happen. Um, mob and CIA together. Um. So here's here's a Newsmax. Uh, 
article on on this guy. Uh, Pelosi attacker was progressive and mentally ill, says ex girlfriend. So that's like, ah, oh, see, it's not us, not us. Mentally ill, mentally ill. Isn't that just called being <clears throat> progressive? No. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That would have been perfect. <laughs> God. Good work. Um, he was not a MAGA member. He did not support the in- insurrection of, of January 6th, and he was never even a Republican. Dude, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, I was pretty vocal on Facebook, but if I had a story and all they had was information on Facebook, I don't think they could. you could tell, like, what I approve of and what I don't approve of, like I'm some fucking politician. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but David DePappy, 42, was a known nudist activist uh, who his ex-girlfriend said was also a progressive and mentally ill. Uh, he was arrested on suspicion of attempted murder, elder abuse, and burglary for having bludgeoned Paul Pelosi with a hammer. Um, DePappy has been residing in a decrepit school bus that sits out a outside the <laughs> Berkeley home of his ex-girlfriend Oxan Gypsy Taub. Is is it a is it a school bus down by the river? <clears throat> well, it's down by the ocean. Isn't Berkeley kind of on the ocean? Isn't all uh, California it's, near it's, the ocean? Um Technically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Oxan Gypsy Taub, who is also a pro nudist activist. A two-decade resident of San Francisco Bay Area, DePappy was also known for his pro-nudity uh, activism. He he had picketed naked at protests uh, against laws requiring people to be clothed in public. Yeah, because um, you, you got to flush that dong in front of children. Whatever. Fuck I like how they have to put this. Protesting such a reasonable law is not usually an activity of a Trump supporter. <laughs> What? <laughs> yeah. Wait, they just threw that in. Like, yeah, there's no evidence. That in there. <laughs> there's no evidence, but yeah, let's tuck that in there. Yeah, I mean, they're not wrong, but still, I don't think protesting such a reasonable law is an activity of a typical Biden supporter either, though. <laughs> you know, it's uh, that's a, it's a pretty niche person that is going to protest uh, that that law. You know, it's yeah. Those uh, I feel like those nudists um, are just way on the spectrum. Because- yeah, like once again, like that's where we point out, like no, 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 no. You fuckers don't get to point the finger at the other side for this one. They're like that's no. that's a very niche set of of activists there. Yeah, the only the only like group of people you can associate with this or nudist because i feel like they're just crazy yeah uh also they're, they're in the same wave as these uh like these climate activists that are throwing soup on paintings now <laughs> what's, what's up with like what's up with that i don't know paintings? did you hear about the porsche one though no what, what happened oh, let me um well, tell me your thoughts on this soup thing, and let me find the the Porsche deal. It's it's just funny. I, I would never connect environmental concerns to throwing soup on a piece of really expensive art. Yeah, I, even even one of them they threw they threw soup on like some painting that was about the harvest or some some shit like that. 
Yeah. Which I, is, I, it made no sense. Well, and then they, they glued themselves uh, to it, right? Like, oh, yeah. Have you ever uh, super glued your, your uh, fingertip and then like had to rip it off? It takes that first layer off. Oh, yeah. That that's that's the video I want to see them ripping off their hand. Yeah, no that's shit. The video that, I, well, of course, they don't do that. They'll just. Uh, but this was this was like next best deal that I. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, da, 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 da. They, um, yeah, you know why they switched up tactics? Hmm. Because remember when. Um, What's his name from Seattle? Um, basically, like uh, speared the uh, protester with the pink, uh, the pink smoke mm. bomb. Bobby <laughs> Wagner. Like, oh, it's so bad. They'd rather have their their hand glued to the floor than deal with Bobby Wagner. Okay, well, I, I, I've, and, and you know, this was, this is kind of along the same lines, but less brutal. Um, glue protests have come to the Porsche Pavilion. This was a little over a week, almost two weeks ago, I guess. Uh, it was it was right after they they were protesting. It was in London where that first like we got the first videos where they like I I don't get what they're trying to do. Like I, I don't pro- either. They're protesting climate, but you're doing it by throwing canned soup on priceless old paintings. You know that, what? I'm surprised you're not they dis- have... They're not destroying anyways because they've got protective like laminate over them. You know, I, I'm really surprised by these groups who are doing the soup throwing that they didn't throw um, like tomato soup on that... Uh, What's that really famous painting of like, um, the tomato the Warhol. soup? Yeah, the Warhol. Yeah, like what? Because he's part of that tribe. Is that why they won't touch Andy Warhol? Maybe shit? so. I don't know. Um, we're living through a, a time of high-profile protests at numerous art museums, some of which include protesters gluing themselves to works of art or using soup to make their point. <clears throat> These protests, which take aim at inaction on climate change, are from are far from the only actions of their ilk taken inside museums. Protest, uh, blah 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 blah. Um, climate change protests seem to be especially widespread these days. And the latest high profile example took place at a different kind of museum, the Autostadt, a museum located adjacent to the Volkswagen uh, factory in Wolfsburg, Germany. I bet that is the most bland factory ever (laughs) because they kind of got to blur out the entire founding of Volkswagen, don't they? (laughs) <laughs> you know according to their anti-nazi laws over there like you're yeah. not allowed to talk about that so like volkswagen appeared right after world war ii just happened just sprang right up you it's, know? it's it's hilarious too like the whole autobahn system mm-hmm. i mean to oh. be fair um, I don't think I would after you know the Nazis were out of power. If I was in power, I'd be like, oh, we're going to tear up these roadways. No, no, that's <laughs> um, you're not going to do that. No. Uh, 
And it was in the Porsche Pavilion where, as for this autoblog report, a number of protesters glued themselves to the floor. The protesters represented the organization Scientist Rebellion and posted a list of demands they'd sent to Volkswagen CEO on Twitter. This included requests that the CEO issue a public statement supporting our transport demands, namely to introduce a speed limit of 100 kilometer an hour on motorways and speed up the decarbonization of the VW plants. The group also asked VW to cancel the debt that the company is owed by countries in the global south. Um, well, the funny thing about this whole um, ordeal is uh, they, you know, made their list of demands and they glued themselves to the floor. And the workers at the museum were like, uh Okay, shut the lights off, turn the heat off, and went home. <laughs> just fucking <laughs> left them Did there. They really? <laughs> yep. Did they really? They just fucking left them. <laughs> you know why? It's the museum's probably full of like old retired cops who are dads, and that's yep. exactly how you treat mm-hmm. a child. <laughs> well, and also the German government's like, yeah, let them burn it down. You know, there might be a few more Nazi relics that we haven't got rid of, and. Uh, <laughs> Be a good time to get rid of them now, you know. <laughs> clear, clear that whole thing from our conscious. Maybe, maybe they could have a a, uh, a revisit to the uh, burning of the Reichstag in uh, nineteen thirty eight. <laughs> <laughs> just, just got a bunch of crispy climate protesters, <laughs> and that's why I hear our fans on Burning Daylight. You have to know a little bit of history, just yep. a little bit, just, just a little, little bit. bit. It makes it <laughs> makes the world go round. Uh, yeah what a what a wild week oh matt we didn't watch toxic avenger 2 i know it i know it you know what i i I still think we should watch it because it transcends it being even a halloween thing it is just it is so good it's (laughs) cringeworthy good so good matt all right, so speaking of cringeworthy good, this one kind of cracked me up. Um, it was a uh, it's from NPR, and uh, they're they're complaining about um, right wing zombie papers, newspapers, zombie newspapers attack Illinois Democrats ahead of elections. Oh my God! You know what? We used to pull this in uh, <laughs> elections for school board, but please continue. Since late summer, many Illinois residents have been receiving newspapers that they haven't paid for, uh, nor in many cases even heard of. Each paper bears a clear-cut tagline, real data, real news. And each publication shows up in driveways and mailboxes, uh, carries a partisan punch that's blatant but not formally disclosed. They rep- they present a strongly one-sided view of things, said Bernard Schoenberg, who covered Illinois as a journalist for decades. Oh, this is just so glorious hearing them complain about what the rest of America has been complaining about them for the past, like, 30 years. You know, it only took, you know, two weeks before uh, election. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Um, Schoenberg tired of, retired as a columnist for the State Journal Register in Springfield in December 2020, 44 years after walking to his first job out of college into the Bloomington Pantograph. 
uh, Bloomington Pantograph. It sounds like a position that Paul Pelosi might have been in. <laughs> um, in the intervening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, in the intervening decades, traditional newsrooms throughout the state have withered uh, from the pantograph right up to the once mighty Chicago Tribune. Some have shut down. Uh, the, the erosion of local news has created an opening for these newer publications, which lie dormant and then spring up at election time. Well, they maybe if local uh, news <laughs> would be, you know, fair and and even yeah well or at least uh yeah L- not try that the worst part is like trying to to portray yourself as objective and then be blatantly subjective <laughs> just be blatantly subjective and and just say that and you're like hey this is my thoughts on things um I'm fine with that, but it's when you're like, no, these are just the facts, and the facts say that the Republicans are all domestic extremists. Those are the facts. Uh, Are they, though? Are they, or is that your opinion? Um, Uh, Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, um, Let's see. uh, They look like a lot of of hometown newspapers. Nothing flashy, just long printed broadsheets with color photos and graphics, but without any real interest in local news. You get these glaring headlines of what's so terrible about our tax system right now or what's bad about a Democratic governor, Schoenberg says. Are they wrong or are they just like pointing out that your governor sucks? Um, all signs point in one direction. It's kind of like our assumption that Trump's a uh, virgin because have we ever seen him uh, a sex tape of uh, Trump? No. And, um, when Stormy Daniels tried to claim that she did have sex with him, uh, she lost that lawsuit and had to pay his attorney fees. And she didn't produce a video. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Hearsay. 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 Bird law. Bird law. Um, <laughs> the coverage all points in a single direction. Hard right. I, I like how everything's hard right now. Hard right. Like, <laughs> like or, or like, have you heard anybody remember when Joe Biden pulled out like a week ago, the mega maga trickle down something or another? <laughs> I haven't heard it since he said it. You know, you know, his mm-hmm. team was so disappointed that that didn't catch on. Oh, I know. They're just like, they're all like a bunch of, it, it really, Washington DC is just like, not only is it Hollywood for ugly people, but it's, it's also mad men for, for people who can't market, <laughs> you know, like they, they always have these slogans like mega, mega, ultra, mega. And, and Trump just always turns the, like the, different flavors of MAGA on its head and people are just like, fuck yeah, nuclear MAGA. <laughs> people make fucking shirts every time they come out with I know. one. And, but uh, ex- except for that one, apparently. That one yeah. wasn't as catchy. Well, like all leftist memes, they're a little bit wordy, you know? Like, they, they can never just get to the point. They, yes. they got You notice how they always have like seven different adjectives when they call you an insult? They're, they're, they have to relive their uh, college days and write a thesis. 
Right, but they're they're not really they're not adding anything. It's like you racist, bigoted, homophobic, sexist, transphobic, blah 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 blah, and then they always end it with like bigot or fascist or something. And <laughs> conformist. But, yeah. Yeah. Such well, a conformist. That was, that, that was the uh protesters back in the day. They used conformist. Yeah. Um so Schoenberg first noticed these papers several election cycles ago, born out of conservative Illinois Policy Institute, which crusaded against greater taxation and regulation. Sounds like a typical conservative, like crusaded against greater taxation and regulation. Isn't that like a stock standard conservative <laughs> position? Mm-hmm. I mean, you they don't think. ever they never follow through with it, but like that's their that's what they run on every time mm-hmm. um, since then they have spread across the state representing or presenting themselves as down home newspapers in multiple communities with names that hark back to times before people relied on social media to find out about developments in their communities um, so anyway they're basically like right wing hit pieces uh, but there there was one um, there was a couple good ones so the West Cook News uh, splashed an incendiary quote across the top of its front page recently. It's going to be literally the end of days. The two-page spread inside presented a vivid display of photographs of 36 men who were charged with violent crimes but had not been convicted. They would all be released to Cook County's neighborhoods. Uh, the accompanying headline said, under legislation signed into law by Pritzker last year, that that's Pritzker's the governor, uh, that eliminates cash bail. Uh, actually, judges will retain discretion to determine whether people facing serious charges pose a threat, according to blah, blah, blah. Um, all but four of the 36 men in the photo were people of color. Well, uh, I don't know how that's relevant if they were all charged with violent crimes and then released. It seems like they're just facts. Uh, like the fact that all but four were people of color seems irrelevant. Like that just like here, here's a bunch of people that were charged and then released. Um, also, just the stats. Right. Like we were saying earlier, the guy that tried to stab the current, like might be, might have an actual pretty good shot of winning the, the governor of New York of New York. That's crazy. New York. Uh, but either way, a major gubernatorial candidate was attacked on stage. A guy tried to kill him and then was released later that day. Uh, yeah, like they may have a point about that, that whole no, no cash bail deal, or at least how they're implementing it anyways. Um, <coughs> da, 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 da. but there, the, the part that really got me, I, I thought was, um, Ah, where's it at? So they go in about how, you know, it's a bunch of right wing supposedly propaganda, which probably a bunch of it is, but yeah. Um, so like, like they, they don't have every single outlet as a uh, liberal propaganda. So they, they won't stop until they do. That's why I'm these sorry. ones, both sides do this shit. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Of course they do. Um, Okay, so <clears throat> there's a second element to the papers that garner, garners less attention by contemporary uh, newspaper lights. Uh, 
by contemporary newspaper lights, they are weird. There's other information in the publication that makes it look local, like employees in government, like what employees in government agencies are making a lot of money. That's funny. Like that should be in more papers. <clears throat> uh, what homes sold for a lot of money, and it's just and it's just things you can pick up off the internet. That's what most of these fucking journalists do nowadays anyways. There is no original story come from a journalist. They are looking online. They're looking at like like people embedded. Right. I'm sure all this reporting is coming from one or two reporters. Yeah. uh, Originally reported by AP. Mm -hmm. Um, See, and that's why uh, like I said, Vanity Fair is a dark horse, like good journalistic outlet from time to time. Not not always. Not often, but when they do, they do a fucking good job of it. Right. Um, so, um, uh, it's unclear who's scooping up these facts. Take the Sangamon Sun, based in the county where Springfield, the state capital, can be found. It published a story about an athlete based on his national ranking. David Liu was, the paper reported in mid-September, the 7,251st ranked player in the country under the age of 18. The article was eight sentences long and had no byline. It said nothing about Lou as a player or a person. Instead, it offered a rote explanation of how such rankings were made and offered a single quotation pulled from a tennis uh, instructor's three-year-old essay in New York Tennis Magazines about the fierceness of competition. <laughs> the Sangamon Sun did versions of the same to- story for weeks, each citing a slightly lower or higher ranking for Lou, all with the same tennis pro quote. <laughs> At least twice, the article was presented below a photograph of a young white boy, no older than nine or ten, holding a tennis racket. <laughs> A photograph of Lou during a tennis tennis match taken by the Springfield State Journal Register, however, shows him to be an Asian American high schooler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Other papers picked up other high school athletes to highlight equally without any personal touches. Well, they picked... A, they picked a, a single athlete. That is a personal touch. <laughs> Isn't that the definition of a personal touch? They singled out one athlete. That's the definition, I would think. Yeah, I mean, granted, they didn't know anything about him, but they knew the most important fact. He was number 7,251 in the country. Under I love 18. It how the only thing on him was from the fucking tennis, tennis trainer. <laughs> From uh, what they say from uh, a, a blog post like three years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A three-year-old essay <laughs> from New York, uh, New York Tennis Magazine. New York. Well, that t- might be the only state in the country that would have people that actually subscribe to a tennis magazine. Can you imagine? What, like, what would an article in a tennis magazine even look like? Hmm. I'm trying to think like I've read some ESPN articles about baseball, but never, I've never read a baseball magazine. Like, okay, yeah, this, this guy has this certain technique and it's just amazing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, that's one of those sports that I I just, I don't get, I I don't, I don't understand it. It's kind of like NASCAR. 
does the does the constant grunting grunting get you all uh, antsy in your pants now, and you can't watch? When Maria Sharapova and uh, Anna Kornikova were playing, I mean, come on now, that was hot. But you, you should get that scream on your uh, on your board there. Let me see if I can find it. Like it was, uh, yeah, that, that was a good one. I'll, 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 uh, I'll accept that one, but is it, is it Mar- yeah, it was Maria Sharapova, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the legs. Yeah, man. Those, those Russians, uh, they make them well. Yeah, they do. Here's, uh, Oh, maybe she didn't age as as gracefully as I, as I thought, but still not bad. She's not the smoke show she used to be, but still not bad. Oh, look at him! Is he wearing a tie? Yeah, with a no t-shirt. Collar. Yeah, cool, dude. Neato. What's, Neato. what's the point of the fucking tie? Oh, here then? we go. This is 2014. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Oh, Matt's getting all antsy in his pantsy. Are you antsy in my pantsy? Oh, just... my winter's getting bigger. It's a spooky ghost. <laughs> There's ectoplasm. Ectoplasm everywhere. Yep. Oh, I feel better. Uh, but there's, yeah. Anyway, yeah. She... Um, can I just bring a, you know what? I want to start the. <sighs> The hypocrisy of the week. Can we can we start doing that? Okay, let's let's uh, end it on that, and we'll go into some football talk for the bonus. Okay. Um. Yeah. Well, what's the hypocrisy of the week? Oh my god! So it's on both sides. It's hilarious. Roe v. Wade. Whatever you feel about it, whatever side you're on, abortion, whatever, throw that out. Okay, just mm-hmm. throw it out. Just throw it out. It's hilarious to hear Republicans talk about states' rights and states choosing what they should and shouldn't do. And then right in the same sentence back, Lindsey Graham's, uh, Lindsey Graham's um, Lindsey legislation. Graham yeah, legislation basically to to put over something over the nation, a rule on abortion, even though that was the argument that you don't want that to happen. And then Democrats touting that they want people to choose in their own states, but want Roe v. Wade back, even though that's a mandate across the whole United States. It is so fucking ridiculous. Like, are you hearing their argument, people, arguments, people? Are you hearing it? So, yeah, it's. They're it literally been, for both both ways we're doing it or could possibly do it. Right. Both sides. And yeah, this both is, sides. They, neither side wants any of this. Like the Republicans, when, when Roe v. Wade came down, like the people that actually had to do shit, uh, like were, you know, in office were like, fuck. <laughs> now, now, now we gotta, now we gotta deal with the backlash because. A ton of conservative states had laws in place that that went into effect the minute Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, And so now, like, the Republicans are like, oh, fuck, we got to deal with the backlash. And 
and Damn uh, it. we were we were telling people years and years and years that this was settled law. Fuck. I know. And now and, and it was just the perfect wedge issue for both sides. They could both get each other ramped up about it. <clears throat> and neither side have any any sort of uh like real belief that they were gonna do anything about it. Like no no desire to actually do anything on it. It was just a wedge issue that they could always pull that out of their back pocket. And uh and now, yeah. Like they're they're both like I I think it was a good ruling because the way the way Roe v. Wade what was uh like all the technical parts about it that it was the judiciary creating a law. Same thing with the gay marriage deal. Like that's another one. It's gonna be Eventually, that's going to get overturned just because it was a shitty precedent. Like they never, they they just created a law instead of saying like, "Hey, this violates the you know the Fourteenth Amendment equal protection clause or whatever." Instead, they just like created a new law that said, "Hey, gay marriage is now the law of the land," and the judiciary can't do that. And before you um, call Matt a. Um fascist or or anything like that why don't you go read what rbg said about uh roe v wade right i i don't care either way about i think the (laughs) government should stay out of both issues uh i don't think it should be a matter of legality either way but if we're talking legality it's not it's like it's not a great precedent they set because it can easily be challenged and should it like somebody come up with a better argument it'll probably be overturned just exactly the way they did Roe v. Wade um this one however is a different story where it has (coughs) it has a lot more relevance than like the gay marriage deal has a lot more relevance than abortion because I and also this is how I say it's a perfect wedge issue because they get people riled up as fuck before the election And then when it comes down to it, it's like 3% of voters on both sides that actually pick abortion as their main, their main issue every single time. So they rile them up about something that nobody really actually cares about. Speaking of riling up people for no actual reason, I do love how um, Stacey Abrams going around calling everybody racist that doesn't, you know, along with what she thinks oh yeah um, saying that those laws would um restrict voting and georgia yeah. has record people voting right now right also on the on the stacy abrams front tying it back in with the whole abortion nonsense oh this is how yes. you know it, it's oh, nonsense yeah i know where you go with this <laughs> so first things first uh she she came out against the heartbeat law which whatever your your thoughts on it are i uh once you see a baby's heartbeat you hear it um like it's pretty hard to deny that that that's a real thing mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean like that that one it's, it's very evident no that stop there you're male mm-hmm. no opinion. right true all right yeah no. you're right no opinion none and um yeah and also that's a that's people tricking women into keeping that baby that's not it's not a heartbeat that's their they're playing a trick on you you know what on that note too 
It's amazing how um, the pro-choice side hates all of those kind of clinics that that promote, you know, hey, maybe you, we, we got all this stuff. You can have this baby. Like, yeah. They hate on them. Mm-hmm. Like they're <laughs> like, it's just crazy. Yeah. Like, oh, no, um, we, we're trying to support them to have this child. But apparently we're the uh, son of the devil. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren called him uh, evil, I believe. Yes. Um, and also Stacey Abrams said that uh, if you get if you kill your kid before he's born, that'll help your economic situation as well. You know, because inflation's so bad right now. Last I mean, thing you need is a fucking kid. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, I'm a lot poorer with my children. I mean, like, she's not technically <laughs> incorrect. No, she's, it's, it's, she's wrong from a moral level. I was going to say, morally, <laughs> she's, uh, She's factually correct and morally inaccurate. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, technically, you will save a lot of money over the course of your lifetime if you get rid of that kid before he's born. Uh, or or she or Zer, whatever, whatever you... <laughs> Zer? Yeah. Yeah, idiot. I think... Hey, I'm not the one that made these up. I wish I did. Is there is there a Is that a Matt McKinley? Uh, no, no, rando? that's that's you know. Remember when they uh, instead of Sir, they'd put X I R because you know. Oh, like Latinx. Yeah, Latinx. You know what? I feel like it was that point that the Democratic Party started to lose Hispanics a little bit. That was that was the crack that the, in the dam because mm-hmm. I the people like you think conservative whites hate that Latinx shit. The Hispanic population does not like that at all. Well, no, when none. they went full bore, like full throttle on the gay shit and tried to translate that to the like the the Latino Hispanic community and the black community, that's when they started losing them a lot. Because uh if you think old white dudes are homophobic, have you ever met a black guy? <laughs> <laughs> I mean uh, that, just asking. Mm-hmm. I'm just asking, you know? And and also on the flip side and um having many Hispanic friends a lot of them are Catholic. Uh-huh. That that uh, like that, that plays almost a, all of them. Almost <laughs> all of them. Even if they are not practicing, they're all Catholic. I'm. I, I've never met a uh, Hispanic who was a Methodist. Um. Oh no, no that's a, a lie. That's a lie. I, I guess none of Baptist. my friends were. None of my <laughs> friends were were uh, Methodist. We do have some Mexican Methodists, but um, yeah, when it comes to uh, my generation, all Catholic. Oh yeah, there. I mean that that's gonna be that's gonna be forever. I mean, Spain is the one. Spain and Portugal are the ones that that colonized uh, South America and and Mexico. So you mean España? España and uh, I don't know how you'd say <laughs> Portugal in Portuguese, but um, so uh, I love it, that I love hearing um, people from Spain just having that lift. Yeah, <laughs> it's in the language because the king had it. I Terrific. Know. Um, 
<laughs> Speaking of uh, Brazil uh, or Portugal, Brazil had their elections. They, you know, as fucked up as our country is, we we do have it pretty good. Uh, <laughs> yes, we do. So the guy that um, the guy that supposedly won Brazil's election. They, you know, they oh, announced uh, the the night of the the election results. A country of two hundred million, and um, yeah, yeah. So I don't know what to think about that. Do they really have their shit together, or was it shady as fuck? Yeah, they have the most uh, advanced election system in the world and most accurate. <laughs> They could. Like, no, you can't call it that. <laughs> and uh, so <clears throat> the guy that won, allegedly, this Lula dude, he's a leftist, uh, was previously in prison for about just shy of two years. What did he uh, do? Corruption charges. Mm. Um, and uh, and then the guy that just got ousted uh, had decided not to concede as well. So, um, yeah, mm. I, I imagine there's going to be some violence going on in Brazil uh, in the near future. What was the country? What was it a year or two ago? Maybe when um, Trump was in office, they had an election and the guy won. But the other guy would not. Was that Venezuela? Um, no, Venezuela, we tried to do a coup there and it didn't take, <laughs> but we'll give them more money. We'll give them our uh, oil money. Yeah. Right. Well, like we, uh, the, the Trump administration led by John Bolton, by the way, cause John, John Bolton, that fucking guy, <laughs> he, uh, they, they tried to acknowledge the, like the the coup leader, except uh, was a Guaido was his name. Except he had no power at all. Like nobody was backing That's him. Who it was? <laughs> yeah, except he had nobody backing him except the U.S. But it was kind of like a, a Bay of Pigs, but nobody really died. So that was, I mean that that's a plus. But <laughs> yeah, that is a plus. Yeah, I, I mean there might have been people. I, I I I do know that it was one of the more spectacular fails of a coup attempt that uh, I mean, unless you consider January 6th, the coup attempt, um, cause that was also a spectacular fail. Uh, and dude, every time you bring up January 6th, all I can do is think about that dude in that video, um, <laughs> that was riling up the crowd and apparently he may or may not be a FBI spook. We don't know. No. Hey, the January 6th commission interviewed him and he said he was not an FBI agent and was, that's, was he that's good enough for them. I'm not an FBI agent. And, um, Weak. and Adam Kinzinger was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Cause these, these brave people, are you sure? Oh, good enough for me. Okay. Once again, Adam Kinzinger. I see him across at the SAE fucking house on a party at the uh -huh. Saturday. I don't like him because he's going to try to drug a girl. I don't uh -huh. like him. <laughs> well, and he's a guy that went straight from ROTC to like the officer corps, like, but like the lawyer side of the officer corps. Oh, so and he's like Tom Cruise and a few good men. 
Um, no, not even that. He's uh, <laughs> he. He, but he's all one of those guys that'll tout his veteran status, you know, to to gain points with rural America. Except he didn't do anything. Like Pete Pete Buttigieg got one picture outside the wire, uh, and that's it. The rest of the time, he stayed on base and didn't do a goddamn thing. What but he did, looked, what was Pete Buttigieg? Naval intelligence. He's a fucking spook, dude. I remember remember that we had this whole. Uh, Pete Buttigieg CIA deal way back when. How long ago was that? Oh, back when he was still running for president. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, there was a, like, actually it was a left-wing movement that said Pete Buttigieg is a, is a spy. <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't but, see that guy spying on anybody. No. He's like a, he's he, like a little puppy dog. No, he's not a. He's definitely not a, a field agent. He's a. No. He, he's an analyst at, at best. An analyst. He's definitely an analyst. Okay. Yeah, he's he's. Uh, well, I you know. I'm not. I'm not real. I'm not real sure on the on on how the the inner workings of the gay community is. So. Um, but I, I think technically both both positions would be an analyst, right? Because either way, there's a there's there's an anus involved. There's got to be dudes who don't like the anus stuff. Maybe they're Maybe. just a giver. Well, even so, if you're a giver, it's still you're penetrating an anus. So true, true. So either way, you're an analyst. Like I said, I am not for sure on on the you know the the little idio, idiosyncrasies, uh, idiosyncrasies, yeah, uh, of the of the gay community. I don't know. Doesn't the the analyst sound like a show that's premiering on ABC on Thursdays? Um, <laughs> to compete for to compete against Thursday night football. And, and the Donald analyst. Trump. Donald Donald Trump is the host. It's like it's huge, it's huge. <laughs> I feel like it'd be a detective show where um, there's always a murder and somehow a um, hot tub's involved. Mm. Mm-hmm. You might be onto something there. You might be onto something there. Uh, I'm going to take a leak. We'll come back for the bonus uh, with uh, with some football talk. Sound good? It sounds great. All right. Cowboys and Indians. Move your ass. Coming up next, the anal list. Masters and Indians.